Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them because of who their parents were. Look, that's not exactly what Shakespeare wrote in The Twelfth Night, but it works pretty well for this podcast. Nepo Baby, the podcast where we dive deep into the lives of the world's most famous and privileged kids. We get into the nitty-gritty details nobody asked for, but everybody secretly wants to hear. Now, here's the problematic lead of a boy band that's known for all the wrong things. Except, of course, dating Taylor Swift. You get access that other people don't have. Welcome to Nepo Baby, unveiling the real stories behind nepotism's next generation. My name is Monica Reed. I'm a creative producer with a background in performing arts and a morbid fascination with all things pop culture. I'm Jessie Miles. I work in media advertising and I grew up reading Vanity Fair by the time I could read. Hi, Jessie. Hi, Mon. Welcome to the final episode of the season. Oh my gosh, sad. So sad. Bittersweet. Now, the subject of our podcast today is named Matthew Timothy Healy. He's an English musician who was born on the 8th of April in 1989 in London, England. 89. God, he looks so much older than that. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Little drug adult. I think so. <laughs> Not enough vitamin D, I'd say. That's it. A bit, bit more sunshine. Yes. He went on to form the 1975 in a garage with three of his school friends, Adam Han, Ross McDonald, and George Daniel. But before we get into Maddie Healy, the band, and his problematic behavior, we need to go back to the very beginning where it all started, Jesse. Tell me on. Let's discuss the parents. Yes, let's. Now, the parents, Denise Welsh and Tim Healy. Tim Healy. Oh, so he got his dad's name as his middle name, original. Now, they're both uh, television actors, Jesse. If you didn't hear those names and immediately go, oh, my God, of course. Okay. I'm still with you. Um, so Tim Healy is from Ophidasen Pet. Did you hear? Have you heard okay. of this? Okay. Uh, no. No. I can't say I have. haven't either. Um, and Benny Dorm. Okay, I'm going to say this is before our time. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I would say so. So then um, we get a free pass. We do. We, we get a free pass. I did watch a trailer or two. No um, no bells were ringing okay. for me. I was like, I have not seen this show. Not a single chime. And that is okay. And that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> we don't need to know everything. It's not my generation, okay? This is about feelings, as I said before. Exactly. Um, now, his mother, Denise, you may be a little bit more familiar with her. She was on Coronation Street. <laughs> no? Once again, I've heard of it. I know what it is. I it's referenced I, least, a lot. Yeah. It's the Neighbours of the UK, right? That's right. Yeah. The UK Kind of like EastEnders exactly. vibes. Yeah, got Now, you. she's also a panellist on a talk show called Loose Women, which I had actually heard of before. Okay. Right. I think actually on TikTok. Oh. Yeah. She's I've so seen hot like, right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like it's like the view for the UK. Yes, got you. Okay. Yeah, that sort of vibe. Loose women. I like it. I actually really like that title Yeah, as well, it's fun. Particularly for like a boomer sort of generation. Yeah. It's kind of cute. It's fun and fresh. Yeah. Um, so a big fan of that. I feel like Denise, in my mind, is a little bit more famous, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm getting that sense. Yeah. Um, look, there is a bit of conversation, not just amongst us, Jesse, but on people, at, you know, online that his parents aren't exactly A-listers. 
Okay. That's okay. You know what? Same here. Same. We've not, all been there. Not all Nepo babies need to be an A-lister for us to discuss them. Yeah, we've had, you know, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy. It was famous by association. That's right. That's right. And basically we, we're just saying you're still in the in the basket of Nepo baby regardless of the fame level. Your parents were on TV. It's an umbrella term. It is. Yeah. It's a large umbrella. Anyway. Onwards. <laughs> His mother, Denise, was recently involved in a hoax. Like a prank? That, yeah, yeah, a prank that I do feel makes her at least famous enough to be discussed. Oh, okay. So I believe we have a little clip to play. Okay. It was the most weird day because I woke up and according to um, what had gone viral was that I was dead. There was a death hoax. We don't know why it started, but somebody had changed my Wikipedia. You know that ridiculous thing where anybody can go into yeah. your Wikipedia and change it? So it, it, it's stupid. Yeah. But anyway, someone did. And it was predominantly taking place on Twitter, but it was going viral so before my eyes. Did a friend No, Lincoln you? said to me Lincoln. the night before, we were just about to watch The Jungle, and Lincoln said, darling, I don't want to panic you, but you're trending on Twitter. <laughs> my insides fell out. <laughs> and, I, and I had a look, and it said, and it was R.I.P. Denise Welsh. And then, and then it started... Then I read the Wikipedia bit, and it said that... said that I had been run over by a mobility scooter. <laughs> Driven by an ex-Big Brother contestant called Kerry, who was a makeup artist for the traveller community. <laughs> and people were saying, oh, my God, I've just been in the cinema and Denise Welsh has died and come back to life in the duration of one film. <laughs> and so it became this kind of viral meme of all these different things. Apparently, I was having a state funeral in Buckingham yes. Palace and all these Four things. strong carriages. But having said that, apparently, if you're well-known enough to have a death hoax, then it's a badge of honour. I had to see it yeah. as that. Jesse, what did you think of the hoax? Uh, it's pretty good. It was hilarious. So someone had gone onto her Wikipedia and edited her her death, <laughs> and she was trending on Twitter, and it was saying Denise Welsh R.I.P., <laughs> which is really funny. It's savage. Why is it so funny? <laughs> Have I had too much coke, no sugar? I don't know. Or is it really it's pretty good? I feel good. like if you read that, though, you would immediately be, like, really terrified. It's a bit Black Mirror-y, yeah. I think. But yeah. then, I mean, I do see the funny side, even just reading the TikTok comments that are like, it's it's like I can hear her. It's like she's yeah. <laughs> the one that was like, um, oh, the holograms are so good these days. <laughs> like, people still going along with it. So um, good. So, so yeah, funny. I've got it here. Um, she's kind of – and she's got a really good spin on it. I've got this quote here from her that she says in the Loose Women chat. If you're well-known enough to have a death host, it's a, bad, it's a, it's a badge of honour. I so, agree. Yeah, f- fair enough. So, I mean, that is my argument to say – Maddie Healy is a Nepo baby because she's famous enough to have a death hoax. Because if I died, no one would care. No. <laughs> well, no, everyone would care, Mon. I immediately said no. You're like, no. I mean, you wouldn't. might not trend on Twitter, but your no. friends and family, I'd be sad. Just the friends and fam, though. We want, we want we like, worldwide <laughs> Twitter. We want a trend. Meltdown. <laughs> we want a trend. That's exactly right. Um, now, we have gone briefly into his father, but his father, Tim, was known most famously for his acting in A Fetus and Pet, which was about a group of construction workers who went to work in Germany. It had five seasons. So wow. I feel like relatively popular. Okay. Those UK shows confuse me sometimes. Yeah. BBC is very generous with their funding. Well, they were back in the day. Yes, exactly. There was a lot of uh, mediocre stuff going around, <laughs> like drama, comedy, dramedies. 
Um, but I do want to know, Jesse, how did the two actually meet? Thank you for asking, Mon. They met in a very actorly fashion whilst working together for Newcastle's live theatre company. They married in 1998 and had two sons. So Maddie, who is your boy for today's pod, and Louis Vincent, who is an actor. You might know him from Hotel Portofino, Sometimes, and uh, Always Never, or The Pact. I haven't heard of him. I think, th- I think there's like the first one, the last one is a TV series. And then I th- okay. think, s- is it sometimes always something, whatever? Always never? Is a movie. Oh, okay. Never yeah. I think he had a role in that. So Love that for him, him though. He's Thank like you, Louis Vuitton. He's a baby. Oh, nice. He's a nice, baby. nice. Okay. Um, look, they did welcome our boy Maddie. To the world in 1989, he was born in London and grew up in Newcastle before moving to Wimslow. Maddie always wanted to be a pop star. He actually appeared alongside his mum on uh, This Is Your Life and revealed that he's been practising the drums and he planned on buying his mum a mansion. Cute. Now, Matthew, when we did Your Dad's Life a couple of years ago, you told us you wanted to be a pop star. How's all that coming along? Well, since then, well... I've been playing the drums and um, I've got quite good progress on that. And I'd really like to be a top-class musician, basically. Yeah. Buy mum a new mansion, Bel Air Mansion in Los Angeles. Excellent. In her dreams. <laughs> he's pretty cute. Oh, in the clip? Mm. Yeah. I was like, you think he's cute? Um, he is. He's very, um, very show busy. Yeah. Completely un fussed by the cameras, very relaxed very for relaxed a 10-year-old. Very relaxed in his velvet blazer. In his velvet blazer. Yeah. <laughs> Drowning in those shoulder pads. And very, like, self-assured for a 10-year-old. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm getting cool quite Cool as a cucumber. I want to be a musician. Yeah. You're yeah. 10. Yeah. You know how when you get kids on TV, there's usually a bit of, like, gee whiz and, like, oh, shucks. None of that. None. Well, he did go on to form a band in secondary school, Jesse, not to give anything away. Do tell. Um, they first performed together as teenagers in 2002. Now, Maddie Healy was originally behind the drums, as you know, you might have figured out from that clip where he says, I've got quite good at playing the drums. Yes. Um, it was only when original singer Elliot left the band, allegedly to join another band, Okay. Weren't quite good enough for 1975. Here we go. Um, That Healy planned on singing and playing the drums as well. Oh, he does both. He was going to do both. Okay. But then George (laughs) Daniel eventually replaced Healy on the drums. His name is George Daniel. His name is George Daniel. A little double first name. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who would do that? I don't know anyone (laughs) with two first names. And along with the bassist, Ross McDonald and guitarist Adam Han, they performed punk covers and gigs organised by the local council, Jesse. I love a good council-organised punk gig. Oh, very wholesome, isn't I it? I only attend council-organised punk gigs, Yeah, I'm actually. here to tap a toe at the local council gig. Yep. And nothing else. Yep. The rest of the band in their early adolescence went on to university Uh, the University of Manchester, exactly, and Maddie briefly went to music school. Oh, I love that. Yeah, cute. It only lasted three months, though. Um, They did take a while also to settle on a name of the band, which I think would be difficult if you are playing all these gigs and you're like, can't can't quite decide on what we're meant to be called. Yeah, all these screaming people and you go, thank you, we've been... uh..." (laughs) What were some of the names that they sort of... um, 
We're trying out, The list is so long, mode. Before settling on the 1975, which is their name, Mm -hmm. the band performed under multiple names, including Me and You Versus Them. Terrible. Those 1975s, Forever Drawing Six, Talk House, The Slow Down, Big Sleep, and Drive Like I Do. Do you like any of them, Mon? I feel like the big sleep is sending the wrong message. And it reminds me of Big Thief, already yeah. a great band. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I wonder if they were before. I don't mind Drive Like I Do. It reminds me of. I think that was one that was like definitely going to stick as yeah, well. Yeah, Drive Like I Do. It does come nice. back up later in the episode. Oh, does it? Teaser. <gasps> yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew that. What? Foreshadowing. They did eventually settle on the 1975, of course. Um, yeah, I've got a quote here from Matt on naming the band. Um, okay, so he says, I found a page of scribbling scribblings on Jack Kerouac's On the Road. It wasn't really disturbing or dark or anything. The important thing that stuck with me was the page that was dated 1st of June, the 1975. At the time, I just thought that the word the preceding a date was a strong use of language. I never thought it would be something that would later become to be so important. When it came to naming the band, it was perfect. Oh, all right. I don't know about you, Jesse. It's early <laughs> on. It's early on in the potty, but I, he gives me big fuckboy energy. I'm off him. <laughs> I'll already? say that. As soon as I saw, I found a page of scribblings on Jack Kerouac's The Road. Shut up. It's giving like I feel things deeply. When I was 19, I would have fainted at the poetry of all this. Me too. And now that I'm 48, I don't care. <laughs> like it's, it's me when I was 19. It's Penguin orange classics it's yep. doc martens it's cups of tea sitting by the rain like shut shut up shut everything up, shut up, shut means up. something yeah 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 yeah. yeah. no yeah. one cares I, sometimes it doesn't mean anything <laughs> now jesse we've talked about his early life and the early life of the band yes but let's get into the band's rise to fame that actually was a really fast one jesse okay we're calling this phase i'm in a band i'm in a band So, I'm in a band. I'm in a band. I just know that Jesse's going to hate this phase because it's got Maddie Healy privilege written all over it. And here we go. I'm ready. In 2014, after their hit song, The 1975, mm. that's the it's song. It's giving George Daniels too many first <laughs> names. Shut up. After their hit song, The 1975, hit number one in the UK, Maddie said, What qualifies a boy band though? If it's hysteria and a female-led population of fans being surrounded in hotels by those fans and doing sellout shows, then we're a boy band. What? <laughs> I don't know. Shut up. I'm just like, so now you're annoyed that you have fans? Uh, was know. he trying to be like, wh- why? Is, is he trying to be like, oh, you know, like the Who were a band, they're not a boy band, and like the Stones aren't a, you know, I is that probably, what he's trying to? I think he's, he's trying to say trying he's to better. There. Oh, well, shut up! Yeah, I think shut he's trying up. to say his art is a higher level. Yeah, nice. With that, I'm reading between the lines though, because he actually hasn't said anything with that, in my opinion. Um, but moving on, in May 2015, the band wiped their socials and posted a cryptic comic strip saying, "The hardest part of any relationship is to say goodbye, Jesse." 
Is this a big marketing ploy? It's it's. I feel like it's a big marketing ploy. She knows. Ploy. She's in sales. It's fun being cynical. <laughs> you should try it sometime. <laughs> but it's so hard. It's hard. Prompting their fans to think that the band were breaking up though, oh, okay? okay? So everybody was devastated. Drama. Drama mama. However. <laughs> however. The band continued to go from strength to strength because – it was all a hoax. They wiped their socials to reveal that they had a new album out. Oh. Ridiculous. Shock me. Um, Maddie had big plans for multiple albums and even another name change, saying that the band was going to change their name back to Drive Like I Do. Oh. I liked that one, though. I think like it's re- kind of cool. It reminded me of um, a band that I – was aware of growing up called Please to Drive You. Oh, yeah. Please to Jive You, sorry. For some reason, I thought you were going to say the All-American Rejects. Oh. I don't know why that would relate, but I was for like, driving. for sure she's going to say that. Maybe. <laughs> no, she didn't. We can edit it so it make it sound like I did. No. Put some AI in there. <laughs> I'm okay with being dumb this episode. It's fine. <laughs> um, he admitted when talking to Annie Mack on Radio 1, when we started to make this record, I realized I was just being naive. I was lying to myself. I'm not going to stop the 1975 next year. No way. I don't want to do that. He also stated that he's never ashamed of changing his mind in public. This guy needs to be more ashamed. <laughs> have some shame, Maddie. I feel like he doesn't have a filter. Like he's one of those people that's just like, ah, that's like my, you know, character trait that I don't have a filter and I just say everything that comes out of my mouth or in my mind, I just got to say it. Why did that interview sound like I was stuck in an RSL at 2am listening to someone in the smoking room? Mm-hmm. Shut up. Mm-hmm. He just needs to stop. And have a little think before he says things, obviously. Imagine being in the same band as him. No, being like, can I you can't. not say that we're changing our name until we've spoken to the people that are going to change the name? Like, yeah, no. Let's just take a little step about back. this. Anyway, he's artistic. We're letting it go for now. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. it. <laughs> Their fifth and latest album, Being Funny in a Foreign Language, love that name, was reviewed by The Guardian and gained four out of five stars and rated well with critics alike for its paired back nature, Jesse. Okay. So Have you they, heard this album? No. Oh, it's very good. I quite liked it. I was meant to go to the concert. I sold my ticket. Oh. oh. Yeah. I'm actually a big 1975 fan. Oh, why don't you disclose that? I'm like here over here trashing everything he says. Anyway. He's problematic. That's um, why. <laughs> I'm just, I've got it here also, the, the name of the second album. Oh, yeah. Can we just Let's do that for a second? Touch on it. It's called... I like it when you sleep, for you are so beautiful, yet so unaware of it. Mm, it's creepy, isn't it? Hate. All of their, like, well, at least for this time period, all of their album names were really long-winded. But also, like, for you are so beautiful, yet so unaware of it. It's giving, what's that One Direction thing? You don't know you're beautiful, that's yeah. what makes you beautiful. What? What? Uh, anyway. Why do we have to be so unaware of yeah. our beauty? I want to be aware of it. I want it to be outrageous. Yeah. George Daniels. Now, Jesse, we have talked about the band's successes. Yes. The way that they reinvent themselves, they mix up their genres. The 1975 have been able to weave uh, all these different genres into their music. But now we're going to focus on Maddie okay. and why he's such a contentious character. Okay. We're calling this next phase I'm problematic but artistic. Oh. <laughs> known to do some very interesting things on stage, Jesse. 
Go on. I'm scared, but go on. Look, some might class it as performance art. And I'm others. already so bored. <laughs> <laughs> and others might just say it's odd. Okay. Okay. We're going to discuss the list of odd stage behaviors with you. But before we do, a little disclaimer. Um, Healy has struggled openly with addiction throughout his life and entered rehab in 2017 for his heroin addiction. Okay. So he's not without his uh, faults sure. and, you know, issues, obviously, sure. in his personal life. Okay. So I just want to, like, have that as a disclaimer yep. going into something that we're talking about, some fairly outrageous behaviours. Yeah. I just want there to be a bit of a cre- precursor there to yep. be like, okay, there may have been some other things at play here. But we're just going to park that. Yep. We're just park it we to said the side. it and now it's, it's, it's been there. done. It's been done. Okay. I put a little photo in front of you there, Jesse. Um, this one relates to that. In 2022, in New York's Madison Square Garden, Healy ate what appeared to be an entire raw steak while groping himself on stage. Ah, uh, I was trying to work out what's happening in this image. And it's exactly that. It's exactly what you described. Okay. Yep, there's the steak and he's kneeling down and he's shirtless and yeah. It I guess looks like just, a rena- renaissance painting or something. I guess I'm just wondering why. Why the raw steak? Yeah, I mean I think, um, you know, there is a certain, maybe it's like in homage to rock stars of the past. I know there was a guy in like the set, or Alice Cooper used to like bite the heads off chickens and oh, stuff and do something? that. Yeah, and bats, bats and things. So maybe it was that. But like I don't want to give him any credit. I think he's just doing it to be dramatic. So performance art. Yeah. You're on the side of performance art. Interesting. Okay. Um, look, it didn't stop there, Jesse. The 1975 are actually banned from Malaysia. Wow. Huge. I know. Um, so in July this year, Maddie breached Malaysia's LGBTQ plus laws when he criticized the country's anti, like, gay, lesbian, transgender yep. rights, basically. Yep. Um, he did this by kissing the bassist Ross McDonald during their set at Good Vibes Festival in Kuala Lumpur. He went on to rant on stage in Texas about the situation. But what did he have to say, Jesse? Okay, so he says, all right, ladies and gentlemen, he said to the Texan crowd, unfortunately for you guys, Dallas, you've been, you've drawn the short straw. You've gotten the show where I've genuinely stopped caring. And you see the show has kind of bled off the stage into loads of different environments. And I don't mind hollow, shallow accusations of being racist or stuff like that. It kind of allows the show to do what it's designed to do, expose inconsistencies and hypocrisies. I use myself to do that. So Healy went on to explain that this is where things got complicated and highlighted the country's outlawing of homosexuality punishable by death. He said, it was the liberal outrage against our band for remaining consistent with our pro-LGBTQ stage show, which was the most puzzling thing. Lots of people, liberal people, contended that the performance was an insensitive display of hostility against the cultural customs of the Malaysian government and that the kiss was a performative gesture of allyship. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, he went on to start calling – sorry, to start the idea of calling out a performer for being performative is mind-numbingly redundant as an exercise. Performing is a performer's job. The stage is a place for artists' expressions, which are inherently dramatised. That's why people go to fucking shows. Yeah. I 
feel a few ways about this. Yes, me too. The Look, the performance that he initially did and where he kissed his guitarist yeah. was pulled after 30 minutes and the authorities cancelled the two remaining days of the festival. The 1975 were banned from performing in the country as a result. So no one said. else got to play because of them. That's right. Wow. So it had a lot yeah. of like, yeah. you know, ramifications issues sure. for everyone involved. Yes. Um, they yeah were banned and there was 18 police reports that have been filed. The remainder of the band's Asia tour was also cancelled. So it, like the ramifications were huge. Think of all the suppliers of that festival. Yeah. Because of this like... Well, and also I, I dare act, say you know? it would have probably exacerbated homophobic hatred in the country. Like yeah. I think it would have flared up. And also yeah. like I would love to read an article or a quote where he donated to some sort of like cause. LG. Yeah, some sort of like, you know, um, cause supporting um, the LGBTQ uh, in uh, community in Kuala Lumpur. And this is the thing. I think it's like all very well to be like, I'm going to do this performative thing but you would have known very well when you accepted the money to go there yes what the rules of that country were totally and it's baby steps in places like that it's not like let's do these sweeping things to change the world yeah and also like I don't think he thought that what he was doing was helpful I think he was doing it from a selfish place I think he was trying to be performative, yeah. as he said in that statement. When you when you edge too close to the sun. Yeah. When you I rock mean, star too close to the sun. Look, I think with some of this, it's like heart's in the right place. I get the, you know, intention, but it's intention versus impact at this point. Yeah. So many people have lost their jobs, livelihoods. And no, no backup. And he's not going to have, like, ramifications from this. It's no. everybody else. Yes. He's like, oh, great, I get a, a few days off. I get two days off touring. Yeah. And all I the other artists that are playing by the rule. Yeah, anyway. That just makes me a bit mad. It's a no from moi. Um, the drama doesn't end there, though, Jesse. The issues seem to be magnified when he started dating Taylor Swift. Oh, okay, go on. Yes, the biggest pop star in the world, Taylor Swift. Do we, just quickly, do we believe this is a real relationship or do we think it's a little PR stunt? Um, I feel like I missed it because I've gone straight from, was it before Joe? After Joe. Oh, I thought it was Joe and then Travis Kelsey. No. So I missed Maddie Healy. You've missed the Maddie Healy. I took a nap and woke up and she was with Travis Kelsey so I don't I don't was it must have been brief surely I think it was like max two months right yeah 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 it wasn't a long relationship by Mm -hmm. any means but I I have a feeling it was probably a little PR relationship to get her out of the Joe stage oh okay that's my hunch like a Pete Davidson Kim Kardashian little stunt that's right that's right yeah I like I don't mind that and I think Taylor Swift is the queen of the PR relationship so oh yeah she's got a tight um, hold on her optics. Someone give me a PR relationship. Honestly, <laughs> that could really up the Nepo baby. Where's your Maddie Healy? Where's your Pete Somebody Davidson? Somebody meet for me. <laughs> me. Somebody meet for me. <laughs> um, oh, look, early on, um, before they got together, reportedly the 1975 did work with Taylor Swift on her album Midnights, but the music they made together did not make the cut. Maddie actually supported her choice in this by saying it was for reasons that are not to be criticised and that she is amazing. Taylor made a surprise appearance at the 1975 concert in January 2023, Mm -hmm. performing Antihero and the 1975's song The City. So she did a cover of The City. Nice. Yeah. At this point, she's reportedly still dating Joe Alwyn, though. 
Oh, right. Okay. Mm. Oh, ooh. I know. Spicy. Crazy. In May 2023, a British tabloid, The Sun, might be familiar uh, yes. to some listeners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, just a little known um, magazine. <laughs> Respected. <laughs> Reveals that Maddie and Taylor are dating. Jesse, can you please read the gushing statement from the source? Yes. Our favorite source, the source. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it says here, as two international megastars, they understand the pressures of one another's jobs better than anyone and are incredibly supportive of their respective careers. They are both massively proud and excited about this relationship. And unlike Taylor's last one, which was very much kept out of the spotlight deliberately, she wants to own this romance and not hide it away. Taylor just wants to live her life and be happy. She's told pals Maddie is flying to Nashville over the weekend to support her on the next leg of her tour. Wow. If that was not a PR person, <laughs> that friend needs to be paid. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know. And, and I think like you, as you said earlier, Mon, this is very much all in Taylor's control because, yeah, as, as it's mentioned in the article, Taylor's last relationship was very much kept under wraps mm-hmm. and this one seems to be ever yeah, She, she yeah. just wants to like live her life yes. and be free and, yes. and he's different and edgy. He's and she like doesn't look boys. stuffy and like, have you heard of Jack Kerouac? That's right. <laughs> exactly. Taylor Swift fans were not happy though, Jesse. Okay. They were not pleased. Okay. okay? About, About all the dramas of Maddie Healy. Yes. And his problematic things he says. Controversial. Bit all, arrogant. A bit arrogant. They the opposite like of Taylor. Him. The opposite of Taylor, I would say. Definitely the opposite. Now, they wrote an open letter to her on Twitter. <laughs> Her fans. Her fans. Um, <laughs> the outlining, uh, Just outlining some of their concerns that they were having about Healy. Gosh. This is giving intervention. It really is. But I really enjoyed this. So wow. I would love you to read that out to us. Okay. This is my first time <laughs> reading this. So, um, all right. <clears throat> I'll be serious. Dear Taylor, as concerned fans, we are writing to express our disappointment regarding recent events. You've been recently seen with and have welcomed to your stage Maddie Healy, the frontman of the 1975. He's been involved in acts and controversies that deeply trouble us. From engaging in racist remarks, making offensive jokes, and admitting to watching degrading pornography in which people of colour are being humiliated and assaulted. Damn, now I regret putting on a stupid voice. His actions contribute to the perpetuation of hate, stereotypes, and objectification which targets and hurts some people from the Jewish, Black, Chinese, Hawaiian, Inuit, LGBTQ plus communities, as well as women. I'm really regretting using my voice at the beginning. No, I feel like <laughs> it's, it's, quite, it's quite full on what he's done, but um, it's not the person writing it. Is this is true. You know. Um, while, invi- while individuals have the right to make their own choices and form relationships, we believe that it is essential for those in the public eye to take a stand against discrimination and hold themselves and their associates accountable hashtag speak up now it's pretty full on because she had that album speak Speak now Now. yeah clever really wow i just i I mean i would say i can't imagine caring so much about something but here i am on a podcast talking about it i mean well this is kind of good for me though because when i was reading all of that I, I had seen all this discourse about him being racist and like mm-hmm. all this stuff against like lo- lots of different people and communities. We're going to touch on the things that have been brought up in yes. this open letter yeah. by these concerned fans, basically. Sure. Um, 
But I do find it interesting that fans have gone to this level to be like, I just want you to know, Taylor. I just want you to know. Like yeah. it's like very intense. It's very public. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess, part of the contract you enter into when you become an incredibly influential pop star and also i guess yeah, but are they your friends i don't know no they're not your friends and i'm not saying you have to do what these people tell you to do but i don't know i think i, they I have mean, points they have points and, it, and if my friend was involved in someone who was had this laundry list of bad things i'd probably be writing them a letter too well there you go she's yeah. for the open letter oh yeah <laughs> yeah now the reference to racism against rapper Ice Spice, we will get to in just a moment, but I do want to give some context to the pornography comment that was mentioned in this Twitter letter. Uh, it was in reference to a topic that was brought up on a comedian's podcast, Adam Friedelands. Uh, it doesn't excuse the content of the podcast being super gross as it does discuss being caught masturbating immediately after hanging out with the podcast hosts. What? Um, bit strange. Uh, it's simply just not content that I'd want to consume, no. but I'm going to play a little clip for you and a warning that, again, this might be a little offensive to some listeners. So uh, she's like, oh, oh, my, my heavens, oh, goodness. She was like, I forgot my water bottle in there. So, um, so she went back in and Maddie, like on his phone and then on his like 77 inch OLED, <laughs> just got ghetto gaggers blaring <laughs> 30, 30 seconds after the hang. It's <laughs> just going, <laughs> just hardcore pornography. Apologies, Jesse. It was actually a female friend that walked back into the room. Yeah. To get her water bottle, apparently. Just interesting stuff. And, like, whilst I'm not going to, like, yuck your yum on your pornography choices, it's just, like, do better. The whole thing is bad. Like, why is it in a semi-public space? Why isn't the door locked? Why did it happen? And, like, it does not shock me that it was a female that he just met. I just, the whole, yuck, I have goosebumps. Yeah. It's It's not nice. No, no. It's not nice at all. Bothered me more is, like, the two podcast hosts, like, egging him on to talk about it. Everyone's just laughing about it. Yeah, there's no. It's actually not funny. Be embarrassed. super uncomfortable. Yeah, agree, agree. And, I mean, I feel like he doesn't talk for most of that clip, to be honest. And he's sort of, like, answering it in this sort of way that he's trying to laugh it off. But I find it like deeply problematic that they'd bring this up and that they'd be like, oh, this is a fun topic to talk about on a podcast. Can you imagine if that happened to a female pop star? Yeah. Imagine if that was Taylor Swift. It'd be a completely different story. Oh, like career ruining for sure. And I don't think it should be a cancelable offence. Yeah. Because it's one of those things that it's like, oh, okay, that say benefit of the doubt, you're trying to enjoy a little private moment. You know, you're just a little mm-hmm. private moment in your room or whatever and someone walks in on you. I would be leaning more towards your side if he had been more remorseful about the girl. It's true. But there's That's been true. no, yeah, he just had more, he should have had more empathy, I reckon. Um, now, there was another thing that we needed to address in this um, Twitter statement that was posted to Taylor. This was the comments he said about rapper Ice Spice Mm -hmm. in that very same podcast. So like I said before, I've got qualms with the podcast hosts. I don't think 
that it was just Maddie that was a problem on this. I think it's a bigger issue than just one man. Okay. The hosts and Maddie in the in the podcast begin speculating on Ice Spice's ethnicity with jokes about her sounding like an Inuit. Just immediately, like what it's gone from depths to depths. Like Mm. this is the bar is so low. I just don't know why this is a a topic. To be honest, like, yeah. the, why did they go there? Yeah. They call her Inuit Spice Girl, chubby Chinese lady, and then it's like them pretending to talk like her, I believe. Wow. And I, it's just really offensive. Yeah. Like, and this is – Am I right in thinking that all of these the hosts are white as well? Great. Okay, so it's three white men dumping yeah. on a woman this of colour. This is why I'm, like, so frustrated because I don't think that – he would do this by himself. I think it's when others get in and egg him on that he becomes this like really toxic white male that he presents as. And it's like, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, you know, people are a bad influence. I think he's already there. Oh, he's I totally think already there. People are doing this for a reason because they know they'll get that reaction out of him. Okay. And it's like, like shock jock kind of vibes. I think so. Sure. I think that's where it's leading. Either way, um, he has since apologized to Ice Spice. So I just want to make that clear that like I wouldn't talk about this if it was still like a point of contention. Right. Um, but what, Jesse was uh, Ice Spice initial response to this? Uh, yeah. So Ice Spice told Variety that his comments to the podcast left her so confused. I heard chubby Chinese lady or some shit like that and I'm like, huh? What does that even mean? She said, first of all, I'm thick. What do you mean? Chinese? What? So not anyone's job to speculate on anyone's ethnicity it's just just so not not on anyone's to-do list no and, and like, really cruel i just i think the the bit that really got to me was how they were like trying to talk like her and stuff and yeah. i like when i read that out i was like oh what is this it's like, really racist and really it's wrong. yucky it's really yucky um there's one last problematic thing that I don't oh, want to great. talk about. I was just going to ask, is there one anything more. else? One more <laughs> to seal the deal, okay. Jesse. Um, this was a tweet that Maddie sent from his burner account. He uh, sent a tweet from his burner account to Lucy Dacus from Boy Genius. So the band Boy Genius. Love Boy Genius. Yeah. They're so, so good. All female, very. It's sad girl band. music. It is and sad I love girl it. music. So this was September of this year. Healy tweeted on his Bernier account. I told Lucy Dacus that Boy Genius had inspired me and George. Oh, that must be George Daniels. Yeah. Um, to start a new band called Girl R Word. Yeah. I don't really hear from her that often. And then Lucy Dacus, who is a member of Boy Genius, alongside Phoebe Bridges and Julian Baker, um, replied on Twitter, you don't hear from me at all. Boom. I love her. Left, right, good night. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Got him. But yeah, but like, sorry, but like, shut up. Like, why? Why? And obviously, like, for everyone listening, like, he wrote the word. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, he wrote the R word on Twitter. And it's just like that, that band is, is really beautiful it's it's all women it's great harmonies Mm -hmm. it's like really powerful and fun and they're all like really smart talented women so it's just like you've so you've got yourself some racism Mm -hmm. um and a bit of a woman problem and the the thing is the one that bothered me about this one which is why i wanted to leave it to last so that i can go on a bit of a rant about this is like you talk so much maddie about how you have such respect for music and yeah. respect for the yeah. craft yeah. to go up against an all-female 
like for no unprompted musicians like unprompted. great musicians yeah. in their own right they all have solo careers yeah they all have like a career this with is the just band their side hustle it, right like yeah. they're just having fun yeah and for you to go up against them and just like come at them out of nowhere and just insult them like why it's gross it it's really gross, gross. and it, it's just so like desperately seeking attention and 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 for him to be so comfortable using uh, a word that is so triggering i guess not to sound whatever but you know a, a lot of his followers are young females yeah. so what's that about wouldn't you be a bit more in tuned to like what to say and what not to say and like how to respect your i don't know it really i think he's just so in his own mind thinking that he's this big rock star that can say what he wants to get attention and he thinks his whole life is performance art that's the only way in my mind that i can justify this kind of behavior and it's not justify i definitely hold him to account in this disgusting behavior once again it just reeks of an rsl at 2am the smokers area and people are saying things to sound smart and controversial Mm. and it's like no you need a glass water in bed yes you need to go home yeah i agree um gosh wow gosh Golly we have made it to gosh. the end of today's episode <laughs> that is where we're leaving the problematic mr healy wow. um a very interesting nepo baby in that i feel that he he's like this struggling artist sort of grunge vibe going on that feels like it should be self-made but it wasn't yeah, I, I'm I'm off him. I'm off him. I was off him from Jack Kerouac, but you now were. that things have gotten really dark, I have no choice. I don't think he can have a redemption arc. I've just got too annoyed about it, you know? Yeah, it's annoying. Whilst I don't think that he is the biggest Nepo baby per se, I don't think he was given the biggest leg up in life. I just really cannot fathom how he can be such an asshole he's punching (laughs) down like you know i don't think he's helping anyone and i think he's making things really hard for other people so yeah i mean i think a lot of my rankings mona based on the fact of like would i be able to have a beer with them you You know you have gone i've gone i've been emotional i've been emotional um I did actually put together a little chart of where we had everyone. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I can did. I have a look? You absolutely can. I'm going to forget. Um, we both have the number one spot still available, Jesse. Oh! I figured that you would probably want to move Maddie to that spot. I can't believe it's almost like I knew what knew was, coming. was coming. Yeah, I'm happy to award him. With See, I feel one. like I'm probably going to shift someone with Ooh, my one swap. Who are you going to swap? Because out? I don't think that I'm trying to come at it from the angle of Nepo Baby purely. Yeah, like yeah. leg up in life, and that's why you're the host and I'm the ringing. That's that's right. why. That's right. Um, so I think I'm going to shift someone. Okay. Do a little switcheroo Who because I still don't love him. Sure. I do really like the 1975's music. Yep. It's really troubling though. Okay. I don't know if I can get over this. Yeah. It's tough. Um, What's it going to be? Who have I got at number two? The You've got Hayley Biebs. Yeah. You're going to okay. do that to her. Miss Glaze Nails. Yeah, I might. Miss I'm going to pop her number one and I'm going to put Maddie Healy number two because okay. I just like him. Yeah. <laughs> Fab, fabulous! Oh my god, Mon! Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for the first season of Nepo Baby. This has been amazing for us to talk about our morbid fascinations. Um, (laughs) It's been a journey. Yeah, (laughs) it's been amazing. And sorry to end on such a like a downer. (gasps) 
Sorry, it ended up being a really controversial episode. But go back and really, listen to other ones. Yeah, it's I really fun got ones. my back up today. <laughs> so sorry. We need to go and do a Pilates class. I know. Oh, we need to go back it's and talk about out. like Maud Apatow. We loved oh, her. Maudie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am interested to hear everybody's rankings. So please slide in our DMs. Tell us who we should um, talk about next season. I've already got a bit of a list going, but I would love your suggestions. That would be great. Um, keep an eye out on our socials as well. We're going to be doing some fun things over the summer. Um, I'd love to hear what you're doing over the summer as well. Slide in the DMs Keep in with contact. that too. We'll be there. We will be there. Absolutely. Um, and this has been Nepo Baby. I am Mon. I'm Jessie. Goodbye. Bye. Let us break it down on the Nepo Baby.